This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome everybody to Me Time and our third pet time installment, we'll say, with my dear, dear friend and co-host of the other podcast I do, The Psychologists Are In, also my partner on that show that we talk about, Psych. I am so excited for you all to hear this episode. One of the things Tim and I have bonded about, I think most in our friendship, is our love of our pets and animals actually in general. And so listening to him tell stories and just going back to this idea that they're so healing, it's a special one and I cannot wait for you all to hear it. So please enjoy more of our me time, pet time. Tim, first off, I wanna say, hi Tim. Hi Maggie. Wait, I'm gonna fix my hair. Your hair's doing something weird, sorry, is it okay? Are we both going to fix our hair now? Is that what, is that the, this portion of the podcast is us doing our hair? Everyone, please enjoy me and Tim adjusting ourselves to look the best we can on this podcast. Well, I need your approval. Is my hair okay? Because it seems like it's being weird. I think your hair looks really cool. It's doing the swoosh that I like. Okay, then. It's going like, it's got like a little tidal wave. I'm sure great. anybody watching can see what I'm talking about. And I like it. And <laughs> you like it. I like it. That's just me, but I like it. Who is the third being on the podcast with us today? Oh, I have a little special, very special guest. My baby Mabel, my new baby dog, Mabel. Right baby there. Mabel. Hi, yeah. Mabel. We love Mabel so mm, much. Mad about Mabel. I'm trying to pet a little better if my finger's not working. I can't figure it out. Anyway, I was trying to pet her. There we go. I'll pet a little better. Okay. Um, now I see her. She's so sweet, Tim. Oh, my gosh. I think it's um, her first first real appearance on a podcast that we've done i think it is too has she popped into the other one i don't know that she has She's uh, seen her, but the audience hasn't seen her because the way the camera's angled out i can't thank you enough for coming back on me time well to talk. Is i was just about to thank you for inviting me back to your beautiful podcast me time one that i really love because it makes me i get to spend more time with my friend maggie and get to know her even better yeah. after 17 years we've known each other and been dear, dear, dear friends. It's a little bit wild how much I feel like over the last few months we have learned about each other, even in all that we already know about each other. It is a little wild. I feel like every podcast, whether it was psychologists or in because we couldn't talk about psych because I of the strike. <laughs> I love that podcast too. I felt like we, we in a weird way, got this very fun experience. Oh God. It's like, I've never done this before of getting to know ourselves, uh, getting to know ourselves, getting to know each other in our friendship, but also in kind of like a deeper way, also in a very public way. This is hilarious. Very, very public way. It was with our um, AMAs and our ATAs and well, a yeah. I really, it was, and it was the best part about having to pause our, um, our regular format, our original format on our other gorgeous, beautiful podcast. So 
I just want to say this month and then maybe continuing as well, I have, I've just been thinking a lot about, and you know this, I think we've both been actually talking a lot about a lot of things and grief sort of being one of them, healing what the, the world being the state that it's in. And there are these beautiful beings that are just, I feel like pure love. And I talked about this more on the podcast that I did at kind of alone a couple of weeks ago that I want to start talking about how, how are animals like heal us, but also there are our best friends. There are so many stories to tell and who better than one of my dearest, bestest friends talking about his bestest friends, uh, that I know so much about, like, I, I feel like I know so much about your connection to animals. So it was a no brainer, but now everyone is going to hear about your connection to animals and your stories, because I honestly think Tim, like early days, the whole cast, but especially you and I, James too, like on psych really bonded over our love of animals. And, and when we started working up in Vancouver, it became so much like, like our animals were coming to set with us. They were other members of the cast basically. Um, and I, and I feel like we all got to like hang and get to know each other better, even through them. So I, I know your connection to not only your, your animals, but just nature and horses and all of that in general. And um, this is one of my favorite topics. And so I've just decided to, as you and I are very good at um, uh, pivot and dedicate some time to our love of pets. And, and I'm just so grateful you came back and you're going to talk about this and, you know, we'll probably have you on me time a million more times, but anyway, I, I will, you know, I will jump. Anytime you ask me to come to me time, I will jump to it and clear my schedule. And, Cause I, I love your show and I love, I love you and I love getting to talk to you and talk about uh, things and we don't, we don't get to talk enough. I mean, texting is, is good thanks, enough. Tim. You're welcome, Maggie. Thanks, um, Tim. So let's get into pups. Let's get into what I've been kind of doing. And, and I feel like what I love about our pets is the stories are endless, but I feel like I feel like we have these moments kind of like I talk about when I say like these moments of impact and times that have changed our lives. Like we also have that with our animals. We have these animals that have sort of made this impact and changed our lives, been our companions, made us better. And I know you have had many of those, as we call them, like our heart dogs, like soulmate dogs in your life. And I want to hear all the stories, but I know, I know you've come equipped uh, with, with a couple in particular. I will. Yeah, I'll try it because I could talk about my babies for a long, long time. So I know. not just a tour episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I what I loved. In fact, it's really interesting to me that um, prior to you creating me time, you and I discussed your desire to do a pet specific podcast. Correct. So I love which you then became me time, which now I love that you're kind of morphing and pivoting a little bit of me time into pet time. Correct. And it's and it's going to it's going to all stick and stay because it can all exist together. So I still want, this is still my other passion in life. And you know that, and I know it's one of yours too. Which is why I was so excited when you asked me to come talk about my babies on this particular episode. And again, if I didn't say it enough, I will reiterate, I will come do your podcast whenever, ever you're not sick and tired Aww. of me. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Well, it's a right. And I would, Okay, so my so let's start at the let's start at the at the beginning. Let's start at like the the your like moment of impact dog or like your your, you know. Obviously, I've met many of your babies, um, but I know even earlier when we were talking, you you kind of 
you kind of zeroed in on on one a little bit and yeah, i want to um, hear about her yeah so dogs me always we had a we had a dog growing up when i was a little kid pogey came along before before i was right pogey? <laughs> pogey was really, um, in fact, i just kind of really do like it's an eye-burningly cute picture of me at, oh like, my god Rishko, with pogey so she was kind of a black and white uh terrier mix which i'll send picture i'll send you a picture um it's it's it needs it does need a warning because it's just so gosh darn cute, especially the little shorts and tank top of my top I'm in. But um, as a little kid, I and still like I was really allergic. So Pogi, my parents were of a generation where like dogs were not in the house. Oh, interesting. So outside yes, dogs. It was a backyard dog. She had a, a dog, you know, a dog house. And don't tell Mabel that. No, I know. She doesn't know how realize how lucky. Look she at has. her now little puppy laying sprawled out on, on the couch in the guest house who came from a hoarding situation and we saved her life. Buddy. But, um, so, um, so I, Pokey wasn't in the house a lot, which really killed me because I wanted to be with her. And so she can, and I, because I was allergic, she can never be in my vet really much in my room. So I was said, when I grow up, I'm getting a dog and that is going to be not as good as that dog going to be on my bed. That dog's going to be in the bed with me, <laughs> which was my sort of line in the sand for my adulthood. I love this. Which then brings me to my my very first um, canine love out of out of probably the um, well now four she's my fourth canine love but my first two loves were uh, Betty and Sally who you you knew on season one of Psych. Yeah. So um, so I'll, again I I warned you earlier we were texting like I will get long winded about this. So Betty was this um, Allison and I were uh, I think we were, I think we were just getting married and. We're living in Laurel Canyon. Decide, okay, it's time for like we are engaged. Let's let's expand our family before we have human human babies. So I actually I picked the name before I picked the dog, and I would go to the Burbank Animal Animal Shelter because I was kind of living not far from there. Another two is walking. I would go through the, each cage and go, "Are you Betty? Are you Betty? Are you Betty?" And then I saw this one day. I saw this little white terrier with um terrier mix. It's like one brown ear, mm -hmm. and I just immediately fell in love and. She wasn't up for adoption right away. So I, I went home and told Alice, I'm like, I think I found Betty. And I went <gasps> back the day she was available. And they and I said, hey, I'm here for Betty. And they're, oh, Betty, yeah, there's a lot of people looking at that dog. So I really need to hop on it. And she, so we're in sort of the play area. And she came out, She they let her out. And she bolted out that door like, um, really like the terrier, the high, the high energy right. terrier going nuts. Right. But so I was like, I just fell in love. She was, she was found somewhere in Burbank. Burbank was like, a, she was an abandoned dog. And, these nice people took her into the pound and I brought her home and presented her in like in a brand new bed with a big old bow and there was no turning back. And so, you put a bow around her and, and like, it. I, think, I think it was Allison. Technically it was Allison's birthday present. Oh my she, God. I love this. So it was September. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> and then I, we have this, um, Allison just gave, made me a picture book, of like a date night with, with Betty. It was like, oh a, my god, a photograph this beautiful photograph of our, our very first hike was in near Tree People. Oh, yeah, I, I remember the bench that we first sat on together. Just oh had my god, that's love of her. Wait, so how did you know? So, I, I, you know, you, you obviously locked eyes, you, you, you kind of knew you wanted, you knew who Betty, you knew this was your Betty. Yeah. Um, and then you brought her home, and it was just an immediate, like, she just acclimated and was like, oh, you're my dad forever. Yeah, which, and then she proceeded to like chew on everything. <laughs> like, ate juice, ate a coat swallow. Couldn't make it easy. 
no, it's just it, a furniture. It didn't care though. I just loved her. And we didn't, we didn't have a great house for dogs. Actually, we were in, we're living in a house in Lower Canaan. Had no sort of fence back here. It wasn't a good house for dogs. And um, eventually, we moved. We moved to even worse place. We moved to an apartment up in Lower Canaan. Oh my so, gosh! So this was pre-kids. So of course, if anybody who has fur babies and no kids, you know that they become your children. So every second of the day was spent was spent with Betty, and I would take her everywhere with me. Which isn't always great in LA because it's hot and, but sort of figuring out like dogs and cars and stuff. And I wasn't, there was one day actually, I was on Sunset Boulevard and I had to run into the bank and like a demo, I left in the car, windows, I rolled the windows down because I didn't want her to obviously be hot. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want her to jump out the window. So I, I put a leash on her, like sort of tied her to the steering wheel. And, and at one point, <laughs> She jumped out the window after me, and I happened to look back, and she was like hanging herself. So I sprinted back. To oh the my god! Yeah, it was dumb, dumb pen over on herself. But just then, just I just took her everywhere with me, and then, which proceeded to then it was an everyday at the dog at the Laurel Canyon dog park kind of thing, where um I eventually met uh my next baby, which was Sally, who was this beautiful little sweet brown baby, who we also knew from Psych in season one. Yeah, and um, so they played together really well, really well. And then it's the um, you know, there's no turning back from the person who had who had Sally said, well, you know, she's available for adoption. It's like <gasps> really, so into Allison, and it's that, hey, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking maybe Betty needs a Betty playmate, needs a friend, yes, just like people do sometimes do with with one baby. You think how hard can another be? It's not twice; it's seventeen times the amount of work, both both human and dog babies. Yeah. Um. It was Easter, and uh, I met this woman at a park in, in the valley. And Allison came with me just to meet Sally, and, and she again, she it was like all done up with a bow. And oh my god, very sweet, beautiful, beautiful brown doggy. And because it was Easter, this woman had like a doggy Easter basket full of dog treats. Sally was abused at one point, so and she had like kind of one ear that was kind of mm-hmm. a bite out of it. So she was a really timid, uh, just gentle soul that needed some loving. Right. Anytime you'd walk around, if you had any kind of a sticker broom, she would immediately sort of cower. So she was really, um, that's all the sweet part of the story of just how sweet this dog was. Cut to, <laughs> cut to these dogs were kind of nightmares together. And I was a bad pen owner and that I didn't get them trained. And so again, we, we, we were now living in an apartment. So I had to walk them. Anytime we have this, this a sliding glass door, anytime another dog would go by, they would just throw themselves at this, at this, um, <laughs> store and uh-huh. we we're just totally terrorists if we were in the car i had this old jeep, jeep cherokee and i would drive them around la and to the dog park and anytime a dog would go by they would again throw themselves at the oh my god it was just oh like, my god I'm, hilarious i was like i don't know what to do with this thing and cut to our apartment they were just they were both barkers especially betty but it was just a bark she was randomly barking anything my neighbors hated me <laughs> I, I, this was really this is really right. early in my dog experience did so, you were they potty trained? Like, did you have to potty train them right away, or were they just like, like uh, no, we we um there were a few accidents, but um but I decided so I'd take a walk them every day, right? And then spent like every moment of free time at the Laurel Canyon Dog Park, and then became that becomes you know Aww. that dog that dog park sort of society where you know everybody. And yeah. then we talked before that my kids going to school called the Oaks, and there there's a, a there was a couple there who um. I met actually at the dog park and we were now become friends again after reuniting after our, Oh my God. 20 years later, after our, our dogs playing together at the Laurel Canyon dog park. 
so um betty my sweet baby betty yeah eventually um developed um lymphoma so and then when i first started to bring her up to uh vancouver i was so she was in treatment for lymphoma in la and then many 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 dollars were spent at the granville island pet hospital yeah i would think it's canada drugs are cheaper not veterinarian drugs no no they are not so she i'm just gonna try i'm sorry i'm just muttering about my baby betty that's what this is that's what this podcast is about it's about baby betty and sally it's about all the fur babies so in specifically vancouver there was a lots of time and i've mentioned this before at the kids point dog beach yeah which uh once it came time for, for both of them to um to say goodbye there both of their ashes are, are scattered at the beach there which my lucy will eventually go and and um i'm pretty sure that i'm gonna go there as well because it's just one of the happiest places in the world for me being on that beach with picnics with with my human girls then watch my dogs play on that beach and isn't it wild the memories we have on those beaches from 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 those years like it's just it's so crazy i'm with you like i i have you know a piece of like i thought about peanut and tristan both taking their some of their ashes up there yeah Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is there a specific spot you want to go with, with her? You know, uh, Peanuts uh, Park was more, um, oh my God, uh, I'm going to forget the name of it. The one that was down like by Richards by Level. Okay, no one's going to know what we're talking about, but this is in Vancouver. Tim, Tim and I worked there for many years together. So we were, and and those years were like big years. These are for the listeners, Tim, who uh, don't know how we know each other, which, which I'm pretty sure they all do know that. But let's just say, so- the park. Just, oh, is it David I, Lamb? Yeah, that is David Lamb Park, I believe. Yeah. So, so the one down by Richard. So that was Peanuts, and then there's like another part of that park where I used to take Tristan and Frank all the time. And so there, it's kind of that. That would be that one more. Frank didn't love the dog park one, the dog beach. Oh, that was um, Frank. Yeah, Frank was very like like I don't really need to be around other dogs. Peanut, I don't really even like if I took her to a dog park, she would be like, "Why did you bring me here? I am not a dog." You back in your arms. I'm <laughs> <Yes>. a human. <laughs> I am a human. Um, but I'm a yeah, human. Tristan, Tristan liked it. She liked it for like a minute. But anyway, so I those those beaches and and those those parks in Vancouver were very special to us. But like, so Betty and Sally were. Uh, kind of early days then for your, like when you and Allison got married and then went through. So how many years did you have? Did you have them? I can't remember how many years. Uh, let's see. So the girls were born. So we must have got there. We probably got them around 94. Uh-huh. And then the girls were born in, um well, early 2000s. And so we were in psych. So that's 06, 07. That's a good that's, that's a long, that was a long life. They, they were older, right? Yeah. Betty they were, was older. They were, yeah. That'd be like in their early mid teens. Cause yeah. I had, I, remember, I specifically remember having, I had both girls here at this at the house of now, which we moved into when Nora's now 19. She was two at the time. Right. So you can do that. Math. So the girls knew both dogs. They don't really remember them that well. There's one moment where they both, they got into it one time in our apartment and, um, over, I don't know, I don't know if it was over food or something. And, um, 
So I have this picture of them with the exact same injury. They both have their ears um, bandaged. They both have <laughs> the shame. <laughs> same ear bandaged. Yeah. And that, that picture is actually at my vets on the wall. There. Oh, really? So they saw everything. They saw from you and Allison getting married to your babies, to your daughters being born, to moving to Vancouver. And yeah. then our, our hmm. first house was this little house in Burbank. And again, she, because Betty was a barker, the great iron is we, our next door neighbor was this woman who was deaf. So we didn't have to worry about her barking again because every neighbor in Laurel Canyon hate, hated us because this dog just wouldn't shut up about barking. Just <laughs> I, was, I, I, tried, I tried the citronella collars for a while that, you know, they, they bark and they shoot a little citronella to kind of startle them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my very close ne next one ever said, um, or then I think for a while I tried like the shock, like things I would never do now, like the shock collars. Which I think they were just off, and I don't know why I would ever do it, but I was just desperate to get the dog to quiet down so my neighbors would stop painting me. But yeah. was like, okay, she's so smart because she would you, she would hear her bark, and then she could time it between the time she would bark again. <laughs> she literally like Betty figured out how like how long she could have until she barked again. Right. So Betty was a barker. Betty was a talker. Betty was a bark. She was a talker, and they were arguers, and they would um. That was the one big fight they got into. Right. And again, and this is like. So Alice is dealing with two dogs while I'm in Vancouver a lot of the times. I remember. I remember some of those phone calls. Yeah. But then they eventually did did one of them, or was it just Lucy? Lucy's who came back with you. So so your like original, so your first real like adult, like as an adult, your first dogs were were Betty and and Sally. Yeah, and I remember, didn't they go fairly, didn't they pass kind of close in time to each other? I think they were within a year of each other, and uh, yeah, like within like a year. Yeah, we was. Then as as, as it was as uh, uh, Betty's lymphoma started coming back, and the drug stopped working. Plus, she, I just remember I have pictures of her like on her, and I would take her out in the backyard here, and we were like, it was getting really close, and um, yeah, just laying with her in the backyard, and um, there was one day in particular where she went out the dog door and just disappeared in the backyard. Like crawled on her bush. Like animals know when it's their time. Like so, she just kind of dis she went off kind of into the woods to die. And yeah, that's what they do. So it, it was her time, and took her to the took her to the vet. And there was she was. I just it's interesting. I just recently found her X rays in my office. Oh and my just, God. Was just riddled with riddled with cancer and um. Oh, Tim. Yeah. And it, when it was time for us to finally say goodbye, and um, and again after her like sort of signaling with her going off into the woods, like it's time. I um, it's, it's just <laughs> I told you that tears. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard. There are family members. Yeah. No, she went like I took her to our vet, and um, she went laying him laying in my lap. Yeah. I remember like just prior to her going, me just whispering to her like, "I will find you." Oh, Tim, that's gonna make me cry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> so beautiful, though. What a beautiful thing. I'm Find you again, don't worry. Then yeah, and then she was, but she had, oops. I'm <laughs> oh, we're a mess. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. But the um, um was um on the last on her sort of last day. I was out uh -huh. of my mind. I've got to take this dog back to I would need to be in Laurel Canyon with the dog park with her again. So I raced up to up to Laurel to the dog park because again it was where we spent all our all our days pre-baby, pre-human babies. And um, I get there and the um, the gates were locked. Oh, no. And I just like stood there like, in front of the gates, just like sobbing. 
because you couldn't go in, and that's where she. And you, there's no parking on Mulholland, so um, I raced back home. Like realized, checked the hour, the hours when it would open again. R went back home and then raced back to be there the second they opened the gates again, so I could go and take her to one little country for one last run around. That's important. <clears throat> she, she was just she was sort of gone and or just like not really running or didn't want to run or play or anything. Yeah. So she was just like she was kind of really just kind of sniffing around, walking around. Yeah. So. I just really knew it was time. Like she wasn't even playing. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, I think No, that's like that was like Tristan. I had a I had a whole conversation with Tristan when she went. I remember telling her, like, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to know. She was Tristan was already paralyzed in her back legs. Like I'm, there was Yeah. She had her little wheels. I had a sling for her for two years. But she just had her spirit. And I remember saying to her, I remember looking at her one day and being like, I'm not gonna know. Like I I don't know how I'm going to know. So I'm going to need your help. And I was like, I almost can't tell the story. No, but I, I was like, with that yeah. sling you had and it messing up your shoulder and your wrist. I don't care. I'd do it all over again. I do, but it, it did. It did, it did number on my shoulder and my back and my wrist, but like it's, it was a no brain. It's just what we do. Like I, I remember people being like, isn't this hard? And I'm like, I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. And then of course I'd always be like, not compared to what she's done for me. Right. Like this is easy. Mabel's moving. But I my thing with Tristan was because I that dog, even if she had like surgery, they'd be like, Oh, she might not eat for a couple of days. Like she was eating, like lit like she'd wake up and start eating. Like she had no problem with uh with food or ever. So I always kind of knew if she didn't eat, that was the sign. So I kind of told her that one day. I was like, I'm gonna need your help. So I won't know because she was so spirited. I'm like, I won't know when you're ready. So the day you don't eat will be the day that I know. And, Which, you know, as my vet said to uh, to us about when Lucy was really starting to fail. Oh, on dogs. Yeah. Yeah. She said, you don't want them to get to that point where they're, where they stop eating. You don't. And I, I, I didn't quite know that because Tristan just, she kept like having every, day as it was getting toward the end they there was this like there'd be like a day where she'd like burst back to life in like a way that i was like okay okay and then that morning that morning that i you know she turned her, her face away from her food bowl i called liz who was my my vet but she also would like come to the house and i was like it's the day it's time it's time but um we it's hard it's always hard to kind of know um and and you kind of, it sounds like you knew with Betty, like, all right, she's just not, she's not yeah. here. And yeah. 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 I mean, she was white, but she, you could see like her, she, her face was really sunken. Her muzzle was really sunken. Right. Right. I just knew it was her time. And, um, so the, the other thing about the dog beach in Vancouver, that, which is where Sally really sort of became a puppy again. I just found this amazing picture of her in her little, um, in her orange uh, rain, Vancouver raincoat on the dog beach there. Oh, I love that. Well, and I was going yeah. through an old, sorry, I'm just excited. But I was going through an old computer the other day and found videos of, of both these dogs at the at the dog beach. And I was like, oh, that's oh the best. Just treat. I just the so best. Oh, I love that. So we had many years with, with Sally that were very, very happy. And one day I walk in the door and she's, and she was still young. She was like maybe 12. I, I can't do the numbers on it. And she was just sitting, standing in downward, downward facing dog, which is sort of what they do for um, stomach pain. Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. 
taken the emergency vet. They did x-rays and her stomach was just riddled with cancer suddenly. Aww. And I just, based on Betty sort of being around maybe slightly a day or two too long, I just went home and told Allison and the girls like, it's her time. And yeah. And I think we, we, uh, we said goodbye to her the very next day. I was like, I wasn't going to let this dog suffer one day long. One extra day. Right. Of course. It's the hardest part. But she was your bestie. I remember. Like, I I mean, they both were. They were like, I knew you with both of them. But, but to be honest, I, I, I know I had more years with you um, with Lucy. And I was also with yeah. you the day that you met her. So I, I've always had like such a strong connection. Yeah, so. which I love, that's one of the things I love about our connection of dogs. Like, you know, Lucy so well. Oh my God. She was like, Oh my God. That watching the, the moment you all met and also Mabel. Um, what a good girl. What a good girl. That's a good girl. But, I love um, that. All the times that we would drive to set together, which was a very, lot. almost <laughs> every day. And don't forget back and forth to Vancouver when we would tailgate, when we'd follow each other and, Oh my yes. God. Remember that? And remember Lucy and Frank running around in the parking lot at, uh, what was it? The Kimpton or it was a Holiday Express, Grants Holiday Pass. Express. Yes. Yes. Exit, exit 33, I believe is what the one I always hit. But, um, yeah. Anyway. So you, it was either you and me and Tristan or you and me and Lucy in the car driving to set. Always. And sometimes all four of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a ball. And Lucy the fact, was so, yeah. yeah. The fact that you were um, with me the day I met Lucy was incredibly special to me. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I was like, who are you kidding? This is so your dog. And then she was so your dog. Best Friends Animal Society. And then, huh? Thanks to Best Friends Animal Society. And again, on, Lucy, on Sally's last day, again, it was a laying in the backyard and just dry heaving, crying. Yeah. That's what happens. There are family members. It's so hard. It's so hard. I'm actually trying to tell these. <laughs> I, it's so funny because I was like, I kind of had a feeling this would be uh, a bit grief oriented just because like even talking about pets, because we're talking about these animals that like came into our lives, changed them completely. And then they leave, you know, if like usually and obviously, but like usually before we do. So we are, we lose these animals, but, and we always go back. Like, it's this thing that, that, you know, the love is so big and so pure. And so it makes us better. And so it, and while the, the grief is so deep, it's because the love is so big. Autumn leaves may be on their way out, but there are still plenty of ways to cozy up your makeup look with Thrive Cosmetics. Like recreating the latest trends with their viral award-winning tubing mascara. I love this one. You know, there's turquoise tubes you see all over your socials. That's Thrive. Yeah, Thrive's the best. Thrive Cosmetic is certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high performance, and trademark formulas and uncompromising standards. And with thousands of five-star reviews, it's no wonder Thrive Cosmetics is trending. The best part of Thrive is that for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Warm up your pout with the impactful, semi-permanent smoothing lipstick. It's so nice and it's so nourishing. It makes visibly fuller, smoother nourished lips with a creamy satin finish. I am a huge fan of this. I've never really been a lipstick person and I'm obsessed with this. Plus it's fade free for up to eight hours, 100% true without bleeding, drying or settling into fine lines, which is always so tricky with red, which is the color I got from Thrive and it doesn't move. It's 
unreal. It's also infused with moisturizing ingredients like botanical oils, vitamin E, so it's always comfortable. There are 12 shades from natural everyday tones to vibrant statement making colors. So however you celebrate the holidays, you've got a color for you. Cozy up your look with Thrive Cosmetics. You all, I know I've talked about it before. I love this brand so much. I love everything that they stand for. Go look them up. Anyway, luxury beauty that gives back. That's what Thrive is. And also it's one of my most favorite makeup lines ever. Right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at Thrive Cosmetics slash me time, 20% off. And it's the holidays. What a great gift. Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash me time for 20% off your order. Anyway, and always in the moment, you always say, I'm not doing this anymore. Never. I can't put myself through this again. Right. But of course right. we do, because we, what we get out of them is so much greater than the pain of when of they losing leave. them. Yeah, of course. And we would do anything for them. It's, it's such an, it's such a knee jerk, like no question. Like I, anyway, I, I take yeah. my credit card and do whatever you need to do. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's like what what we do, um, but I also think that there's like especially that I like I feel like we have you and I. I well, everybody. I feel like especially with what the time we spend in Vancouver and the travel and um, you know with that can come and and as your girls were getting older, like they're they were staying in LA. You know, Lucy was sort of your companion in Vancouver and and our, our Tristan, just like Tristan was mine and peanuts been mine over the last few years, they become like our, our, uh, I know it's like cliche to say, but they're, they're our best friends. They are our members of our family. And so, and they also heal. I feel like I, at least I, I'll speak for myself, but I think you would probably say the same. Like I am better. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm re-entering and going into this, you know, world of finding a dog again, because I, for so many reasons, but I, I am, my heart is softer. I am a better human. I feel like they teach us to be better as human beings because they're, I was so happy to hear what you you say. You were thinking about your heart was ready to maybe being open for an animal to finding you. Speaking of hearts being like we talked about a few weeks ago on, on our other show. Yes, yeah, exactly. Being open for, to an animal finding you and you finding an animal. Yeah. But really, it's the animal finding you. It I is the really, animal finding you. I was so happy to hear hear that when you said that. Because it'll be, it's coming up on two years next month, right? Yeah. It'll be two years next month and, and a lot of changes in between. And I think I've just sort of hit the place where it's like, it's so weird because I, I just started to think about it. I went down the road like, all right, I think I'm ready. I think I'm settled. I'm settled in this place. Like it makes sense. This is like, is my heart open? I think my heart is, is open. I mean, I'm still dealing with grief. And then Tim, it was as if I was like, I need a dog right now. <laughs> like I went literally from like, I think I'm ready to like, where is my dog? <laughs> yes. So. One of my favorite memories of the last movie, we, the last segment we did together in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was still quarantining at the Sutton Place Hotel. And mm. looking at my looking at my balcony at my balcony, and you standing there in the rain, with uh with Peanut. The best day, yeah. The second you could you could get out of your apartment, you came to see yeah. me with Peanut, which just it's yeah. still it makes my heart so full every it time. It was I think. one of my favorite one of my favorite moments too. Oh God, she hated her little raincoat. I think I ended up taking it off of her at some point, but she did not like that thing at all. 
Um, but I remember I was like, we got to go see Tim. Tim just got here. <laughs> she loved you so much. I feel I like I have him. so many pictures of the two of you, like probably more than most people uh, in her life. Like she loved Tim. Oh my well, God. That makes me feel very special because I know how special that she was to you. So thank oh, you yeah. for that. Yeah. That makes me very happy. Yeah. I, I, so I, one of my favorite memories too of you, and I don't want to bring up like anything too, too brutal, but, um, was Lucy visiting you in the hospital? Oh, like all, that photo. Thanks to you. No, <laughs> no, it's just thanks to my, like, uh, uh, you know, knowing my ways around the system a little bit, but I remember just because you, that to me was like, like, I know there was still so much at that moment when you came to LA, like when you were at the in Century City after that thing that happened that that was in all of the papers that I still, I still don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, oh no, my I don't, do you, do you meet time listeners know? I'm, I'm going to assume they do because. Yeah, actually tell them, Tim, tell them. So I had yeah. a, my brain tried to kill me uh, seven years ago and I had a stroke. Oh yeah. Wait, that's true. Maybe people don't, maybe, maybe, you know what? I assume when people are listening, like I assume it's like our podcast. And so they yeah. know all the stories and they know everything that's happened. Hang on. My light just went out. And so, so I, I think that's just a really dumb assumption on my part. So it's like, how do they not? I mean, we know for everything. The few people who don't know. Um, friend, and I had a stroke seven years ago. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I was in a recovery hospital in LA. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the, uh, we haven't talked about this. So Lucy, should I, should I tell it? Go, uh, yeah, tell. I mean, I, I'm, I'll yeah, we're, we're telling dog stories. That's what we're doing. I'll try a very truncated, truncated uh, origin story of my baby Lucy. So um, it was time after uh, both girls, um, both my Betty and Sally passed. It was enough time had gone by. And all of a sudden I had moved into a new house and we we're like, we were ready for, I was, I mean, I'm always ready for the dog. So, and Maggie and I were, um, and still are ambassadors, best friends, animal society. And we go down to a, um, a pet adoption festival, which was, it was all death row dogs. What I did last weekend, super adoption weekend. Yeah. Right. This was at uh, Labrea Tarpets. Mm -hmm. We take, uh, Lily and Nora, my human daughters with me. And as we say, and it was just Maggie and I sort of showing them, I was going, now here's a dog from such and such a, uh, shelter that's only got four days left. We got to And it was, it was just really fun day. So we, again, we're. I repeatedly said to the girls, we are not getting a dog. We're going to help the dogs. We are not getting a dog. Cut mm -hmm. to us parking the car me going again. Just remember, we're not getting a dog. We are just here to meet, to help the dogs. And I'm on stage and they bring up this little beautiful black baby and whose name was Misty. And I was like, your name is not Misty. Your name is Lucy. <laughs> and you're mine. <laughs> and so we went around um, and again, I'm, this is coming off of two like really badly behaved above dogs who uh, made my wife's life very difficult. When she's <laughs> a single mother to two human daughters and I'm off working in Vancouver and other places in the world. So um, we go and we, we sort of, go, she was from the Carson shelter and she was, again, she was a death row dog. So we go and kind of hang out in this area with, with her and just really get a chance to bond. And I'm just immediately like, sitting i'm sitting down and she just immediately crawls my lap and i could just tell like this is a different dog and, and i said i was like allison this is a different dog this is not the same kind of experience we had the last time yeah and we we the girl we all go, go to lunch and the girls start crying she's like can we get the dog I'm like no uh, no what did i say i said we're not getting a dog 
we're just here to help the dogs. Start walking back to the uh, adoption fest. When I say to Allison, hey, let's stop by and look at that dog. dog and she's like, are you effing kidding me? Oh, so, my God. Sit down again. And, and she's just all up and up and up in me. And um, we were just falling in love. And she's so mellow and calm. An incredibly smart, smart girl. The Yeah. We started talking to this, this other young woman who is interested in the dog. And we kind of and she's like, I don't my don't know if my boyfriend wants me to get a dog. But we kind of made it. We made it a patch right there. She goes, but we all agreed that we've got to get this dog off death row. <gasps> so she says, uh, "Here's what I'll do. I'm going to foster the dog, and let's and let me road test her, and then I'll stay in touch." So I just cannot get this dog out of my head for days. And uh, I keep bringing it up to Allison. She's like, "You are you son of a bitch." You and I was just about ready. I was just about I to head up. Wait, who was fostering her? Uh, this lovely woman who other woman, uh, okay. So, um, and I just and she one day she else is getting really much like, you're not letting me off the hook, are you, with this freaking dog? Like you're being really selfish. So, and which, and I'd gone to lunch with my buddy Michael, and I again I was just talking about this dog, and I said, you know, Allison, are in this thing right now, and she's right. I am being really selfish. So I'm going to go home and going to tell her that it's okay. We we don't need to get the dog, because she's right. I'm about to leave for Vancouver for another couple of months, and I can't leave her. Right, with- right. Two kids and and I remember uh, this and a seven-month-old puppy. So I as I this. Up, this is where it, this is the greatest thing ever. I pull up to the house, start walking to the front door, front door opens, and out walks this this little black dog named Lucy. And I'm just I think there was a she might have a balloon tied around her around her neck. And I was like, oh, what is happening here? Oh my god, I um, remember. So unbeknownst to me, Allison had been um communicating with this woman fostering the dog and she's like and she said this is the greatest dog i've ever had she's super sweet super smart really mellow and at one point they sort of tricked me and said um we're going on a road trip with the dog so we need to know by such and such a date and that's why i kept like really pressuring allison right allison was in cahoots with this woman to get me the dog in the greatest act of selflessness ever and love she and it, i was like you know a five-year-old please mom i promise i'll, I'll walk him every day i'll get her trained so suddenly we have Lucy. Lucy's in our house, and Lucy becomes our dog. And and I I reached out to best friends and Sylvia Celia there, and and said I need a dog trainer. So she sends me. She again sends me to a dog trainer. Dog trainer comes to the house, trains me how to train her. Because <laughs> that's what it is usually, and right? He, and immediately like he's training like, the human. He's like, yeah. this is a really, really, really smart dog. Mm. And she was so she was just super sweet. So I then, within a week, I'm packing her up and driving to Vancouver. Oh. After many times at uh, the Laurel Canyon Dog Park, yeah, and I, one of my favorite things in the world was watching this dog run. She was she was just, she was built for speed. At one point, she was running and she um fractured her her foot just prior to going to Vancouver. She was in she was in a cast. I remember this too. Uh, oh my, my god, I remember losing cast. And I'm thinking, how am I taking a dog in rainy Vancouver in a cast? So I, I found some kind of I found this sling this sleeve that went over her her um her cast and try to keep it dry which is impossible yeah. so eventually that her cast would get wet and then it would get infected and take her to the, back to the vet there and they'd redo it but eventually it healed up and she, but they were um so lucy became my um she was my soulmate and travel companion she with me she was with me every day in vancouver and um was just the best she was just so quiet and mellow never barked was, was totally cool with the crate crate trained her really early 
and um, we had we we may or may not have might have had matching raincoats for Vancouver. She had this oh. beautiful green raincoat that I then had a beautiful green raincoat that matched hers. You I all just, did everything together. I remember that you would just leave and go on hikes together, and like you were so uh, so bonded. Yeah, yeah. We were intensely bonded, and um, yeah, and she drove back and forth with me every every trip to back and forth to Vancouver. Yeah. If I and if I had to fly back to LA or when I flew back to LA, she was great in the crate on the tr on the plane. Yeah. Like she was just really well trained. I could leave. I mean, it was also great for me because always my old joke was always it kept me out of bars because I couldn't go out hanging out for too long. It had because I knew kept I'd me be out back, of bars. Kept me out of bars, so I'd be back for my baby. So so Lucy came along to keep you out of bars. <laughs> yeah, I love talking about the lessons they teach us and like what like i feel like very clear like peanut like i can see what she was trying to like teach me when she was here because i think that's they are they're like such teachers and i love that one of lucy's lessons for you or one of lucy's reasons for being in your life was like yo dad stay out of the bars <laughs> she was just the best she was my best adventure companion we've talked many times of in fact i just texted about this the other day of uh, hiking in lynn canyon but which yeah. was the trail behind our studio and for psych, which I would check the okay, schedule the and see how much time in the day, if I would have like a long break, if I could go for a hike. So the amount of times Lucy and I, and Lucy, I, she was so smart. I could just speak to her like a human and say, like, Lucy, go to bed. She would just immediately listen and do whatever, whatever she would yeah. take, do whatever I said. I was like, peanut, peanut was the same thing. Like and literally talk to her. There was a little spot behind, um, there's a little bit of a river behind, find the studios there where I would take her every break I could I would take her for a long walk and we she'd swim in the river and massive water dog which I'd love to discover when we went to um the kids beach for the first time mm -hmm. could throw a ball as far as possible when she'd be out there yeah. I would take her fishing with me she was just the best she was just always my because I wasn't going to leave from my apartment for a day so she anywhere I went she came with me in Vancouver fishing yeah. and she Oh, you all were inseparable. That's how I knew you. I like, I knew you with like, it's like wherever you were, Lucy was there. Absolutely. And she would, um, yeah. became very comfortable in my trailer. A lot of the crew would, um, would walk her at lunch if I, if I couldn't all like all over that. There were, um, there were sections of the North shore studios where I knew there wasn't a lot of traffic. So I would, in between breaks, I would always throw the ball and she'd run across the studio everywhere. Yeah, and she was like our mascot, one of our little mascots. This great picture of her sitting in my chair on set. Oh yeah, I just yeah, and she, I think she actually was in a, the back end of a, of a scene one day. I think. I think oh, she was. That's right. That's totally right. I think Steve was like, Lucy needs to walk through or something. I remember she was there. But the most poignant picture I feel like of the two of you is that one where she oh. she's in bed with you. Yeah. So cut to uh, the thing that happened to my brain. I'm in a I'm in LA in a hospital. Hadn't seen her in months now. Oh, and um, because my a certain best friend of mine got me a um, service dog vest. Well, so. it's because Allison said you I had visited you and we were talking and you had mentioned like I knew there was like you all were easing the girls into like the into the news. And I don't even know if they had like you had seen them yet. And Allison said you know, one of the things he has been talking about the most is how much he misses Lucy. And I'm like, why can't she come? It used to be like, I think if you, you could like bring a dog in maybe if it, I, I don't know. But then 
uh, Allison was like, we asked and only service dogs are allowed in the hospital. And I was like, Oh, well. <laughs> uh, you have talked to the right person. <laughs> That's a picture of Lucy and me in bed, and her. Uh, and it was the first time I'd seen she had seen me. We'd seen each other in, like I said, months. Yeah. And her tongue is like pretty much in my mouth. Like we were, yeah, we were just, <laughs> like her arms around me, and I'm just, we were just clutching each other. And um, oh, God, it's the picture. Just, that picture is so powerful. Yeah. And then, got to me being finally being healthy enough to move back home. Yeah. My first, um, my, um, physical therapist brought me home one day to kind of check out the house and see how I can navigate it now in a wheelchair. And at one point they couldn't find me. They went in the back room in the, my back bathroom and Lucy was on my lap in my wheelchair. And yeah, she knew, she knew. And it's, she it's knew about, yeah. One of the first thing, our very first, the first time you had me on your beautiful me time show. Yeah. We're talking about our connection to nature and hiking, and really, I really come to realize how much me time, is, my me time, is me hiking with with my dogs. Because Lucy and I would go to Laurel, would go to Running Canyon every day. Yeah, I, I remember. Every yeah. day was our spot. Yeah. So that's if, what if I. Ashes, yeah. If are not at the dog beach, they'll be at the bench in, in Laurel Canyon at, at Running Canyon. This is still me time. So, and this is what's so interesting because I know for me as well, a lot of my me time at least it used to be with, with my, was with my, my animals and how at peace I would feel, how at like connected to myself, I would feel. Um, and, and having that sort of companion to go have that experience with, and then also, you know, kind of be your, be your best friend and also keep you in the best version of you. And so it's not, they're like one and the same almost, you know, me time and pet time. And I love that you just sort of tied it back into that because I actually think a lot of people's me time is their time with their animals. Well, and I've now realized because I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm walking, but I'm not hiking yet. Like we talked about this the other day. Oh, like, you're yeah. walking because, uh, I got a video the other day and I was like, Tim, where's the cane? And you were like, oh yeah, I did this one without the cane. That's not how it went down. But um, it was basically like <laughs> he sent me this video without a cane and walking. And I believe the text caption message was, can't wait to hike again with you someday yes. or walk the seawall or something. And I was just like, holy shit. No, like, I talked to my friend there was specifically like, I want to get back to like walking. Yes. But I need to get I want to really want to get back to hiking with my different Maggie and my dogs. Yeah. And, and, oh my God, Mabel's going to lose her mind. She's going to love it. But I know that's one of your most favorite things to do. Being in nature, it's just, it's even like the ranch and the horses and everything. That's like, we're so similar like that. Honestly, there's so many reasons why I obviously wanted you to come back on me time. But like, I think you, you and I have that, like, we just have a, an unspoken understanding of the need for that in our lives. 100%. Yeah. One of the things that really, so once I did get home and part of my recovery that really tortured me was Lucy and I were not as bonded because I wasn't the one feeding her anymore. I mean, she right. was still, and she could still, she was still cuddling. And like she was so good about cuddling, cuddling on the bed with me. There's uh, this, like she used to sleep in the small of my back. It was just, I loved it so much. Yeah. Like I said, she just tucked right in there. Yeah. Um, they get their spot. Brought her back to my mom and dad's one time, and they were my dad loved dogs. So, um, 
one time he i can't remember why but he was he took my bedroom and lucy was in there with him and i said hey was lucy okay in there it's like yeah she's a great backrest <laughs> yeah she's a good back support pillow so they're yeah. the best they're just the best dogs are the best right they're the best. They I, I cannot oh. live without them. I really come to, and now, so um, she had a, a brain tumor of some sort. Like she mm -hmm. had some health problems towards the end that we didn't really know, didn't really know what it was. And she was about seventeen. We we spent, um, I think we had her for seventeen years. So she was definitely getting up there. And her muzzle, this beautiful black dog, her muzzle was like really white. And we just tell like she was going downhill really fast. And we took her for, um, and my girls were pretty really bonded to her. And we we knew, they knew it was coming. And we took her for um, a last sort of walk the day before we sort of said it was okay. Check it out. And she only made it down, um, she made it down two houses and, um, that was it. And she was sort of done, but I did get to take, uh, the thing that, so again, I, I wasn't feeding her squirm as bonded and I wasn't walking, hiking with her anymore. So one of the really most special things to me, now there, I actually have a video. This is, I was, I'm still like a baby fine. I was just one of my first walks without the cane. I was able to walk with her and carry her, carry her leash and walk a good, maybe 25 yards. Mm -hmm. So I was able to take at least one last walk with, with my baby Lucy. Yeah. I remember. So I, that, I, and I, I still look at that, at that picture every now and then, I mean that video every now and then just, it just makes me so happy. I'm so glad you got to have that with her one more time. And then, um, when it was her time, our vet came to the house and yeah. this vet that I, she was always Lucy's vet and, and she is, I love this vet so much. And she said, this is like maybe the third time I've ever gone to somebody's house to do this. She goes, but I'm doing this to, to honor your, your and Lucy's love. Right. <laughs> and I'm going, and I'm off to the races again. No, of course. That's like, we're talking about dogs that we've loved and, and lost. I mean, the, the thing is, it's mostly joyful. It, it really is. It's just that, you know, we're, when we reflect on these times, and the impact they had on our lives, um, I it's very hard not to be emotional because it's not it's not even all sad tears. I for me anyway, a lot of times it's just like I don't know how I got so lucky. I'm gonna cry too to like exactly. meet the beings that I've like had in my life. I I got so lucky that we all found each other, and you know there'll be and the next one too. And, uh, and so my vet said. Um... And her, she, her parents are Holocaust survivors. So, and it was the first time I ever heard the word, the Yiddish word, Bashert, where she, she was like, you and Lucy are Bashert, Bashert, mm -hmm. meaning meant to be. And meant to be. Right. And, right. um, yeah, just, it, we are, I mean, it, I, it's still so, and so we, we kept her, her, uh, bed. Cause I was like, I, they, I bought her prior, prior to the end of her life, a really expensive, super comfy, beautiful bed. And Allison kept saying, should we, should we get rid of it? Cause we, we would run out of space and sort of storage and like, should we give it to him? Like, let's keep the bed. Cause eventually we're getting another dog. And, and now it's that little babies over there. It's dogs. Yeah. That's the other thing I love. You know, I love that, that part of like, you know, I have, I have peanuts bed still. Um, I, and that will probably be my next little one's bed as well. Um, and I have one of her toys. Uh, the others are in like a box of that, that are just for her, you know, like, just like, yeah. that's like peanuts box. Yeah. Um, but I, I have, I, I thought about that. I was like, is this weird? And I'm like, no, this is how it should be. Like peanut had a, 
Um, she had to be on oxygen for a little bit. I ended up buying her her own little oxygen tank and chamber for what I thought was going to be a year and a half that I was going to hopefully still have her and ended up only being a week. But my, my vet was like, oh my gosh, this is like such a major thing to have, you know, your own little oxygen supply for so many dogs that are dealing with like oxygen issues or whatever. And I remember she, I said, take it, like, take it and let, you know, I keep crying too, but let peanut heal and help others. Like nothing would make me happier and her happier. That's what she did. She was a healer. So like, you know, anyway. And so she sent me, she had sent me a picture uh, not too long after of a dog that was using the oxygen oh, that they needed. Oh, and I was, it made oh, me so happy. I, it's, such a, it's such a sad story because it's like, you know, it was a really desperate time and, and, and horrible to see that tiny little creature with a little, you know, oxygen hooked up to her nose all the time. But like, again, the things we do and we do a million times over, but to see it help another dog, just like to, you know, for you have no, this that's, big, that's, like, again, this, most of this episode is going to get cut out because it's me wiping my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Same, but like, that and that's so it. it's, it's so, oh, that was my, that made, that was my, um, you know, Peanut was such a healer. So like we, you know, she was a part of the program we had with Tiger Francis and everything else. And it, it makes perfect sense that whatever she, you know, had an experience that was healing and helping her that she would pass along to, to others as well. Um, I keep telling her, you know, I talk to her all the time and I'm just like, Peanut, I'm ready. Send me my pup, send me my dad. I feel like it's mm-hmm. going to, I feel like she's going to be like, here, here. Yeah, she, she will. She absolutely will. I, I kind of have a feeling. I kind of have my Anyway, I'll tell you about that maybe off camera. Um, okay. I think I met one. But anyway, the whole point of all these stories, though, is just that I'm to, I'm I want I want I feel like animals have such a healing power for all of us, and um, I think it's very fun to tell these stories. Like because, you know, what 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 greater topic than talking about our our little furry loved ones? It's well, my the- favorite. So the truly special moment for us, and you you know the story, the year of her uh, anniversary of her passing. Mm. Oh my we, God, I do know this story. Her ashes on her. There was one particular bush in our front yard, which like was her shady spot, Lucy's shady spot. So, and I remember that I have the the exact time she passed down. So I went out there at that moment with uh, Lillian, Allison, and Nora, and spread her ashes on her bush. And the, the way the light hit at the exact moment of her passing a year prior was just really, it's just magical how it just lit up her particular spot. And again, this was her shade bush. So there wasn't really sun ever hitting it. Right. I, I know. Yeah. And you, and you have these pictures of it just, and yeah. her ashes are kind of lighting up and like this, this kind of sunbeam is just lighting up her ashes and it's just still. It's unbelievable. It's like the perfect beam of light in a place where there's usually not really a beam of light, like it's her shade spot. But in that moment, like it, it's just crazy. Like yeah, it, it was, it, it truly the, was. And you, and, it, you and I, I immediately sent you this picture and, and you said, it's Lucy, it's Lucy saying she's okay. She, she was, I, that makes me cry still. Um, but yes, I, I believe that. I believe it's right that wholeheartedly. To, it's right next to one of my, um, <laughs> my porch chairs. So I, I do sit out there with, with my coffee and, um, yeah, talk to quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Tim. That's what I do with Peanut. I love that we both know the exact time 
that they they passed and there's it's like a marker it is for me too Tell almost me, every day the date, again? the date the date december 9th night I, I knew it was december i could remember the night I, yeah 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 it was december 9th but anyway so tim anything else you want to add about your free beings i i did have i did have some funny questions that i might ask you quickly that you can or can't answer it's totally up to you for me it was just it's um Again, just how much she just made us perked up. I love Hi, you. Hi, Mabel. Yeah, see, she knows. She knows what's up. Looking right at you. Um, yeah. Just Hi, how Mabel. much. Yeah, again, taking it back to the meantime, how much they are my meantime. And with um, with this new little fur baby, this beautiful blonde, who, and much like anything in life, so many things in life, I was running, I was running past you as my sounding board, whether it's, again, so many things. Oh, my God. And once yeah. we, once this little baby Mabel started was possibly in our life, I sent you. I was I sent you pictures and got your take. And and I was like, "Are you out of your mind?" You're like, this "Absolutely, is, this is your dog. This is your dog. This is so and your you dog." Meet her and you fell in love with her. Oh my god! How can you not look at her? She is so special. She is so sweet, Tim. She's a it little is, angel. She really is. is. So um, I just feel feel love having a dog in my bed again. Yes. And it's just like, and she'll, she'll cuddle on the couch with Alice and I who are watching TV. Mm-hmm. She'll kind of, she'll go back and forth between me and her. And then after a while, she'll be like, I'm done. I'm going to, and she'll go get in Lucy's bed and hang out for the rest of the night. She's like independent. Peanut was yeah, like that too. Like she kind of does I her just, own thing. Yeah. But just knowing that I'm so glad we kept this bed. Cause yeah. knowing that obviously we were going to get another, we were going to get another baby at some point. I want to say one thing about the dog. Yeah. So one of my favorite things about dogs is just how much it, it, it has connected you and I. Yeah. Hugely. We remember in Vancouver too, like our, so much of our time was just like, Oh, let's get the girls out. Lucy and, and Tristan. And then Frank too. Occasionally he wasn't as um up for the parties, but God, he loved Lucy. He was so selective about dogs that he loved. And my God, the way that day that he lit up, because I was, I was even a little bit like, maybe I'll just keep him on a leash when she's around, you know, whatever. And when he took off in that parking lot, I thought for just a moment, I was like, this could end very badly. <laughs> when Lucy took off running and, and Frank started following her. And then he, he just like, couldn't, he's like, his tail was wagging. He like caught up to her. And he yeah. kind of just like body checked her, you know, like playfully. And they just he kept running together. Huh? He was twice her size. Oh, he was like twice, twice her size, but she was twice as fast. So she, her fun game was to like, just keep running and like outrun him. Oh my God. He loved her so much. It was very, very fun to see. Cause he just really didn't, he didn't bond with that many animals, uh, that many doggies. Um, uh, but it, it definitely was our, was a bonding factor for you and I immediately um, and continues to be and how many times did I ever come over without peanut I don't think I ever did I almost always yeah. brought peanut. no um so I'm gonna need to talk to you immediately about this next possibly oh yes I'll, I'll show you um do you want to add anything funny so I was gonna ask you if you wanted to do do you think Mabel or Lucy or Betty or Sally for that matter has a dog like what they would sound like if they could speak do you have a dog voice for them? And if you had to guess, you could pick one. What their occupation, if they were human, would be? Do you have an idea? Have you ever talked about it? I have never thought of this in my life. 
<laughs> I always said, like, I thought for sure Tristan, even though she was like all gruff and like, you know, she had her underbite and was like all tough, was like <laughs> a, a super valley girl and would be to, like, would be such an influencer today, like doing makeup tutorials, like on Instagram. <laughs> and like, that would totally be her thing. Well, We're like, with well, her cockney accent. Uh, exactly. We're like, I feel like Peanut is more like almost like, monk like like she would have been happy literally sitting in my arms sitting in nature and just the quiet peace and zen like she would be like a yoga instructor or something with um her, with her pink nails love you with, with her nails. yeah with her little nails <laughs> um i don't know does anything strike you and this is more just for fun tim so like we don't even have to like um, add it I, but if you could if you could think of something and wanted to add it in again occupation you said um I don't know. I, like, what if Mabel was human? Like, what would she do? Would she be like a, I don't know, like a I mean, dance teacher? Know her. We've only had her since February, and she's only right. she's only a year old, so she couldn't do much yet. What about Lucy? Lucy would have been. Um, she would have been like a park ranger or something, right? Yeah, I was say, Lucy totally would have been um, excellent. Something sentry like. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I, um, um, yeah, nature sentry, wherever that would be. Yeah. Um, all right, Tim, I love you so much. Thank you for sharing all of your doggy stories. Um, Thank you for asking me to come share them. And, and um, uh, being a part of pet time, me time, pet much time. Much like Lucy and I were beshirt. I really feel that you and I are beshirt. So thank you for sending um, our yeah. love yeah. For, um, of dogs and making it, making our friendship grow even, even more exponentially. Yeah. It's they 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 keep our hearts open. I I want to wrap this up so I can show you pictures. <laughs> I'm like I want to show you pictures of the dog. Thank you, Tim. I love you so much, and thank you for uh, I already said that like sharing all your doggy stories and sharing in pet time. And thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for having me on to talk about my babies and these beings that I loved so much and still do love. Our and it's the part of my life. Yeah. And my soul. And I love you. And thank you for having me on. And I can't wait for the next time you're having me on because I love your show. Yeah, it'll be like next week. I'll be like, Tim, come in. I <laughs> And you'll be like, okay. Thank you so much, Tim, for coming back on Me Time and talking about your furry babies and best friends. And thank you for also mentioning the Me Time part of having a pet. I feel like so much of the time I spend having my Me Time or have spent having my Me Time, and I know Tim relates, and I think a lot of us relate, is actually when we are with our pets. It is our time to be with ourselves. They get us out for walks. They get us outside. They calm us down. They. <laughs> In my case, swap your phone out of your hand when you're on it too much. They are great teachers and we learn so much from them. So thank you all for listening to this episode and we'll have more fun pet time coming your way. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.